No, I listen to it all the time. I tell all my friends to smack it raw. Podcast contains mature content. The views and opinions expressed by the host are not necessarily those of the host. Listener discretion is advised. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Smack and Raw Podcast, episode one twenty three. I am your host, the Warden Matt Ritter. Apparently, Travis was not ready for that drink. And before I I go through this, fuck that. Listen, this man makes me come on this podcast week after week and tout all of these uh, titles that he has created, or so he says some people have created for himself like the dragon king or big t or sweet t or t money or black merlin or the hnic but that wasn't enough then he had to add something that i refused to say and when i refused to say it i said king that thing and then he added that to the list and then on my drive home to get ready for this podcast i'm listening to super flash hero of tomorrow and he adds another one to the list refers to himself as digested food and if you don't get that, it's because apparently he thinks he's the shit. I'm the shit. <laughs> Not fucking doing it. <laughs> Self-knighted Sir Cussalot, Travis Pointer. <sighs> it's about time to slide into those DMs, Travis. Nope. Why not? I'm still waiting. Every single name in my rant. Every single one. It wasn't properly done. Except for teabag. I didn't do teabag. It wasn't properly done. And that's the one that I really enjoy, and he won't add that to his list. Also, he went on Super Flashy Arrow and did not, again, for however many weeks in a row, refer to himself as King... What is it? Yeah, that thing. King that thing. He didn't refer to himself as that. So, you know. Uh, self-knighted Sir Cusselot, aka the Dragon King, aka Big T, aka Sweet T, aka T Money, aka Black Merlin, aka the HNIC, aka that thing, aka I'm not saying anymore. It's fine, I'll say it because I am aka King Dangalang. You ready to slide into Sasha's DMs with the panda game? Now I will. All right, I don't ask for much around here, Matt. I really don't. While Travis is doing that, um, well, you'd like to mention uh, in news and rumors that Sin Cara, Luke Harper, and The Ascension have been granted their releases from WWE. Batista and the NWO will be inducted into the Hall of Fame. Listen, guys. It doesn't matter when Batista goes into the Hall of Famer. I don't think any of us are going to argue that Batista isn't a Hall of Famer. So all of you people out there on Twitter who are saying that it's too soon, he just retired, they should wait, or 
first ballot Hall of Fame bullshit, which, by the way, there is no first ballot Hall of Famers in wrestling. But anyway, I know what you would consider one, but technically there's only one vote and it's Vince. So there's only ever one ballot. Batista's going in. It doesn't matter when he goes in. It doesn't matter who he goes in before. He's going to go in regardless. So just let it be. Please. Now, and Ric Flair went into the Hall of Fame and then wrestled the next night. Now, <laughs> I, I will give some credence to the people who are upset that X-Pac is being touted as the fourth original member of the NWO and aren't happy that he's being inducted with the rest of the NWO. And listen, there is nobody. I'm Actually, I'm not going to say that. I'm sure there is. But there aren't a lot of people out there that dislike Hulk Hogan as much as I dislike Hulk Hogan. But I'm not going to sit here and boycott the man going into the hall. He's already in. He is one of the three members of the NWO. Like, you cannot logically induct the NWO without inducting Hulk Hogan. There is no NWO without Hulk Hogan. Yeah, it's true. You don't like it, but it's true. I mean, it kind of technically existed before Hulk Hogan, so technically no, there is. No, it didn't. What do you mean, no, it didn't? It didn't. Hall and Nash. Yeah, they were the outsiders. They weren't the NWO. We haven't got that far. They didn't even have a name yet. We haven't got that far. called them outsiders because they didn't know what to call them. But when you get all uh, caught up to me and we're ready to record more episodes of Return to Wrestling, and we finally get to that bash at the beach, we'll see what they refer to them as because I I honestly don't remember. I know. I do, though. Which, by the way, you guys can go check out Return to Wrestling on Patreon, 4 or $5, or in a couple weeks, a week, something like that will be released next week uh the first episode is released for free so if you want to wait and see what you're going to get before you go give us your five bucks you can do that and hear how awesome it is and then immediately go give us your five bucks and listen to the second episode directly after we would appreciate that and you'll still get your dollar holler shout out on whatever podcast you'd like on top of that travis uh did you hear about walter and the nxt uk title i don't know who walter is uh, the panda gif is a cartoon panda who is drawing a heart on a piece of paper and then flipping it around. Uh, you do know who Walter yes, is. Yes, I do. Walter is. With you. Yeah. What about Walter? Uh, I did not hear about it. He had the NXT UK title stolen out of his rental car in Chicago. <laughs> and as far as I know, it has not been recovered. So someone's going to have an awesome fucking Christmas. Oh, shit. Yo, yo, if I'm the person who stole it, I don't give it to anybody. I don't even show anybody. I put this in a display case, like in a hidden room in my basement and just go down and look at it every now and then. Just like, <laughs> look what I did. Logan Square is where that happened. Uh, he was there for an Evolve show. Also, did you hear about Tito Ortiz and Alberto Del Rio? No, is there a sex tape? No, there was an MMA fight. And in that MMA fight, Alberto Del Rio put up his replica WWE spinner belt against Tito Ortiz and then got choked out and lost the replica WWE spinner belt to Tito Ortiz in an MMA fight for an MMA promotion. This is a real thing in 2019. That would have been more interesting if it was a sex tape. I, I, I'm sorry. I mean, you just... People are being more cautious, Travis. You're not going to get the sec- you're not going to get more sex tapes. They're guarding their phones better. They're not recording shit because all that shit with Paige leaked and Charlotte and countless other female wrestlers. And I think they've all smartened up at this point. One could argue that made them more popular. 
we're not going to have that discussion here. I mean, like, you know, get over however you can get over. Like, what's the problem? AW, NXT, SmackDown, or Raw first. Dana Brooke, Batista sex tape will get her to the main event status. <laughs> I, I don't think it will get her to the main event status. I do. And my it understanding... <laughs> My understanding of the uh, mental torture that that comes along with that is uh, might not be worth it. Not if you do it on purpose. Raw, SmackDown, NXT, or AEW. What do you want to do first? Uh, let's get AEW out of the way. All right. Did you like this week? It was fine. John Moxley wins a squash match, and then Chris Jericho and the Inner Circle come down, and Jericho tells, "Yes, go ahead." I have a question about the inner circle. Okay. Did or did he not the um I I MFJ MJ the, the asshole in the Burberry scarf. Um, MJF. Yeah, did he join the inner circle or not? No, he did not. He it did was not. my understanding that he was joining the inner circle. No, he was not. That's stupid. Uh not at this point. They, him and Jericho had that little back and forth, but yeah. nothing yeah, that's came of that. That's dumb. Um, that's dumb. They've already got enough people in it. No, MJF's doing four. fine on his own. They have five. Jericho, that tag team, Swagger. And Sammy Guevara. Oh, that, that other dude. Yeah, The right. Spanish God, Travis. Jesus yes, Christ. Yes, yes. I forgot so, about him for a second, but whatever. Here's but if you like you want to have this group, like he fits perfectly with that, put him in there. Do you remember the old Matt? Matt Hardy? No, no, no. The old Matt Ritter. Sure. I mean. There was a point in time in my life where not only did I not ever give a fuck about the consequences of the words that came out of my mouth, but that I actually enjoyed using my words to uh, – I guess you'd call it trolling now, but I got enjoyment out of bringing people down a, a notch or two. Mm -hmm. My wife has ruined me. Okay. So I'm on Twitter and I see, I, I make comments about AEW. I talk about AEW when I don't like stuff. I don't like stuff. And when I do, I do, but I see people who make the same comments as me and there's all this backlash and hate and, they get called WWE marks, and I can't garner any of that heat or attention. And my only thing that I can think of is that since I've married my wife, she has actually made me care about people and their feelings and what they think of me. And some people might say she's made me a better person. I wouldn't. In society. I wouldn't. So I think just because I want to garner a little attention for shits and giggles and see if we can get a little buzz about the smacking around podcast go ahead we're gonna just start shitting on shit constantly like i'm gonna whether i like them or not they're the inner circle jerk and they're gonna be the inner, inner circle jerk from now on i don't see, care how good nothing. their shit is you know i don't know if you've noticed this about you know the creation world content i've always tried to steer us in a more positive direction and we're gonna do that later more so like highlight things we like instead of you know just bashing shit we don't like uh-huh. Because it's very easy to go negative on the internet. It is. But I try not to do that. However, sometimes that's all people fucking listen to. Mm -hmm. So, you know, if that's what you fucking want, you know what? 
Be careful what you ask for. So Jericho tries to get Mox- like a motherfucker. Jericho tries to get Moxley to join the inner circle jerk. Uh, Moxley doesn't really answer. I don't think he's going to join. I'd be highly because they didn't have MJF join. They wouldn't have Moxley join because MJF makes too much sense and Moxley doesn't make any at all. Mm -hmm. Then we had AEW doesn't do things that make sense. The debut of uh, Triple B, Blade Bunny Butcher. Uh, they took on Cody and QT Marshall. Now, I didn't know this because apparently AEW has all these different forms of getting things out there. So they've got the Being the Elite YouTube show and they've got AEW Dark. And I don't watch either of those. So I don't know if it was mentioned on there or not. Like everybody else. But apparently at some point, Cody said that he has no friends, even though, you know, he has the Young Bucks, he has his brother, he has Diamond Dallas Page. He has yeah, Kenny Omega. The of the company. Yeah. Uh, his wife, Brandy, and her little side faction. But he has no friends. And because he has no friends, that is why he picked QT Marshall. What? I think Brandy gives him threesomes. I don't know. Like, we think we had a threesome with him and Brandy and Awesome Kong. Okay, so earlier, to, fuck, on SmackDown, that question came up, and I know you said you wouldn't have passed it up. If it was Brandy and Awesome Kong, would you pass that up? No. Nah. Okay. Nah. That's one of those things I'd uh, have to try. I'd have to try. It's more out of curiosity than anything else. Like, I wonder. Like, even if you're not, like, you know, completely attracted to her like that, what if she gives, like, amazing head? She could. It's that big girl head. So I was completely baffled by QT Marshall or why he was out here, what was going on, but they kind of explained it later. Comedy special on Netflix. No, he has this whole thing. He goes on about big girl head and it's amazing because it's fucking true. Anyway, keep going. Uh, Darby Allen then comes out and offers at the end of the match, his allegiance to Cody Rhodes. Um, So Cody does have a friend. Huh? Who's that guy? Um, He's got half his face painted like a skull. I noticed. He wrestled Chris, or he's one of their wrestlers. He, he wrestled mean, uh, Chris Jericho. About him that would make him stand out to me at any point. If this sticks in your head, I refer to him as AEW's Avril Levine. <laughs> no, that doesn't help, but I get it. Okay. However, <laughs> well, he's just a skater boy. And it's just, I mean, like anything that happened prior to this that would have made me like notice him at any point. He puts on really good matches. He does the coffin drop. He had an AEW championship match against Chris Jericho on Dynamite. Did he? Yeah. One of those ones that before I started watching because they lied to me about Luchasaurus. He also had that match against Moxley where he was in the body bag. And oh, he came out of the body guy? bag. That was that guy. Okay, cool. Yeah, Skater Boy, Avril Lavigne. Um, Then we get an MJF in ring promo. How'd you feel about that? Where he said, suffer and suck attached and made fun of Cody's lisp. It went on entirely too long. Okay. But other than that, it was fine. Still don't know what's up with the ring. Um, I mean, then we had a kiss it. Yeah. Um, Uh, We had the Dark Order recruitment video where they were recruiting some tag team I've never heard of and I don't remember. Yeah, they were irrelevant people, but the whole recruitment video thing made me chuckle. Plus, I mean, if you recruit irrelevant people you might make them relevant not that i think the dark order is relevant yet um big swole versus emmy sakura sakura it's really funny because there's actually a person like who i know that i call big swole 
because he's just a big swole motherfucker. Uh huh. And then I see her. I'm like, ha ha. I I know a big swole too. There's a lot of uh, people talking shit about Emmy Sakura online because AEW uses her so much. And I went on there and I again garnered no uh, comments on this. But basically, what I let everyone know is. Kenny Omega is running the women's division and Joshi wrestling, which is from Japan, which is Emi Sakura and Riho and Hikaru Shida and all these women that they've been featuring is what Kenny Omega wants to highlight because it's not getting highlighted in America. Emi Sakura is also a ring veteran that gets other talent over like she did here with Big Swole who defeated her, even though I thought she had way too much offense and we did not see enough from Big Swole. Exactly. Swole still got the win. Also, um, in order for someone to get someone else over, normally that person who's getting said person over should already be over. And honestly, we don't know the bitch. So I don't know. WWE uses squash matches all the time to get people over. And they clearly don't work because how who is that work for later? <laughs> uh Braun Strowman. He was over before those squash matches, and you know it. The Viking. Well, they I mean they've gone through like 40 series of Braun Strowman doing squash matches. So yeah, yeah. After he was already over and they did nothing for him. And you said the Viking, then pro do you care any more about the Viking Raiders now than you did before their squash matches? I care less about them than I did when they were on NXT. Exactly. Yeah. Uh Kenny Omega and Adam Page teamed up to take on Sean Spears and uh Kip Sabian. Uh, they use that lights out thing way too much. Like you didn't need to turn the lights out for Joey Janela to show up at the top of the stage with Tully, not really tied to the chair, but sitting in a chair with a rope wrapped around him. Um, that whole thing, Sean Spear. Yeah, go ahead. It's, it's little small details that you just like, yo, you could have done this in a much better way. Like with him running up there to save Tully and all that, they should not have fought up there at all. What what was the dude's name that tied him up? Joey Janela. Yeah, he should have ran. An old dude should have chased him, and that's how they get him out of there. Ty Dillinger. Yeah, that motherfucker. Ten. Um. Yeah, he should have chased him, and that's how you get him out of. There. You don't have them fighting already. You know, you just you save that for the match. Why are you giving this away already? Also, it is you could have done a better job WWE of securing. To and I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? But it's yeah. just they, they could have done a better job securing Tully to the chair and making it look a little more realistic. Well, and maybe all Joey Janela had to do was I, wheel him out I, there. He'd have a heart attack because he's old as fuck. All Joey Janela had to do was wheel him out. We didn't need the power to go out and all that shit. Um, what I did enjoy about this, Adam Page tags himself in, hits that flipping clothesline. Uh, gets the win and kind of just steals it from Kenny Omega and then doesn't shake Kenny Omega's hand after the match. And anytime anyone disrespects Kenny Omega, I enjoy it, especially the guy who has my finisher and is arguably my favorite on the roster in Adam Page. My thing is, this has always been one of those storylines that's been so weird to me when somebody, quote, steals the win. Like, bro, he's on your team. Y'all won. Get over it. Like, it's just... Why do you care? You know, I've always said a W is a W. Because, uh, Travis, don't, don't, okay. If you're at work and you put in all the work and somebody comes in at the end and they steal the credit for the work you put in, it sucks. 
No, because they can't steal the credit of the work he put in because it's all on video. We can watch it. We saw it. He didn't steal anything. That. He was just in there for the pin. Who gives a shit? What did you think of Brandy's promo? It was interesting. I like how she like turned the dude's face away like they didn't want us to see it, even though we already saw it. What do you mean? At the end, when she was like, oh, no, not yet. Oh, you mean uh, the Daredevil crossover? The teaser for the Daredevil crossover. Sure, man. Sure, sure, sure. You telling me that wasn't Vincent D'Onofrio was Kingpin? No, that wasn't Kingpin right there, man. That, that's I right. don't agree at all. That, that was, was clearly not, Kingpin. That was not Law and Order Criminal Intent Kingpin, all right? Just so y'all know, I hear y'all out here saying, oh, it's Billy Corgan, it's this person. It, it's motherfucking Vincent D'Onofrio. It was clearly Vincent D'Onofrio. And he's going to come out, and he's going to give his Good Samaritan speech, and I'm going to fucking love every second of it. By the way, did you hear they're giving us another season of Daredevil on Hulu? No, I didn't. Once on Hulu? Over, like, once their contract is over with, they're going to put it on Hulu. Really? Well, yeah, because Disney owns Hulu now. No, that's cool. I'm, I'm happy with that. Also, the problem, though, well, not a problem, but just a weird thing. They got rid of um, Marvel TV. They got merged into Marvel Studios permanently. So, like, a bunch of people got laid off and shit, which sucks. So, yeah. All right. So like um, on stuff we were supposed to get, most of it's not happening. Like the Howard the Duck show, not happening. Oh, that sucks. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, Bernie's promo was good. She clearly wants Chris Statlander. She referred to her as an alien. Chris Statlander has a match next week on AEW, so we, we will probably see Brandy and Awesome Kong and uh, GI Jane and Vincent D'Onofrio next week. It'll be very interesting. Big crossover episode. Foursome. It's like. Crisis on infinite wrestling shows next week. You get Kingpin, you get G.I. Jane, Brandy Rhodes, uh, Welfare Queen. Everyone's going to be there. Orgy? Sure. Uh, then, Travis, Luchasaurus has a match. Luchasaurus does have a match. And he wins. Because he's Luchasaurus. Of course he would. Against the Spanish god, Sammy Guevara, who you forgot about being in the inner circle jerk. It didn't matter because he just lost to the Luchasaurus. He was just another yeah. victim of this luchador dinosaur. Jericho comes down. He gets on commentary. He gets rid of Tony Schiavone. Oh, so and, Jericho uh, tried to claim he wasn't a real dinosaur. How dare he? <laughs> he gets rid of Tony Schiavone and... Um, Fuck, you made me laugh, and I forgot the guy's name. Uh, Excalibur? Excalibur, yeah, there you go. How do you? How do I know and you don't? Because you're really into fucking King Arthur and the Knights of the Round Table, so it's stuck. That was a great cartoon, bro. Uh, Jer Jericho and Hager do attack after the match. Jurassic Express comes down to make the save on Luchasaurus. I personally don't think he needed it. I did. Okay. Uh, and then... The fucking mess. We have a Texas street fight. Young Bucks versus Proud and Powerful. Winner takes SCU on next week for the tag team titles. Yes, Travis, go ahead. What's the difference between a Texas street fight and a Chicago street fight? Uh, where they take place. You can't have a Chicago street fight in Texas because there is no te Chicago, Texas. So, like, anywhere in the entire state of Texas, you can have a Texas street fight. Correct but you can only have a Chicago street fight in the city of Chicago. 
No. You can only have a street fight in the Chicagoland area. And being from Chicago, you know that the Chicagoland area is not exclusive to the city of Chicago. Yeah, it extends somehow all the way into the state of Indiana. I don't know how that works, but somehow that's part of it. But whatever. Plus, except for where AEW is going to be running their next pay-per-view, there aren't a whole lot of arenas that wrestling runs actually in the city of Chicago. The Allstate Arena is in Rosemont. The uh, Sears Center is in Hoffman Estates, all outside of the city of Chicago. Running shit in the city of Chicago is fucking expensive. So, you know, they say fuck that. Uh, but their next show is going to run in conjunction with C2E2 uh, right over there by the McCormick Place. So, in February. Dope. Uh, my problem with this was they did a off the fucking, like, the stage setup, the shit. Like, they jumped. Yeah. The kind of shit that's supposed to end everything did it right at the beginning. Yeah. yeah. And then he kicked out. Yeah. He kicked out yeah. the swanton through a table yep. off the. Yep. Yep. And you know what? At that point, I'm like, you know what? Now I'm going to start scrolling through Twitter because I no longer care what happens in this match. And then there was a, another spot where they held a chair to a guy's head and the guy just kind of sat there and leaned Mario his head up against a chair. Have you played Mario Kart on your phone? I have not. It's fun. I'm pretty fucking okay. good at it. We saw something kind of like what you'd see in Mario Kart, though, when uh, the Young Bucks held a chair to Santana's head and then super kicked the chair into it. But Santana sat there like he had slipped on a uh, banana peel and was dazed. He just stood there and leaned his head against him, waited to get it kicked into his face. Did he get a banana peel? It turned into a really, really big banana peel for some reason. That's interesting. It is. Uh, (laughs) Spitter Swallow, AEW. I don't give a shit. Even though we got Luchasaurus in a match winning? I mean, that was cool, but then the rest of it happened, and I'm just like, yeah, I don't give a shit about any of this because, yeah, as far as the inner circle goes, like, I really feel like there needs to be more faction shit happening with this faction. They they have a faction, but they all kind of do their own shit. Yeah, and it's like, yo, if you're going to be a faction, be a fucking faction. Yeah. We need to have, like, a little talk one day where we build a faction. Well, there was a big brawl at the end, and a bunch of people came out and all that shit, but... No, 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 no. Because if they're a true faction, especially a heel faction, there's no way Luchasaurus should have won that match. Well, it took Jericho and fucking Jake Hager really long to get down to the ring. Yeah, somebody should have been out there with them. Where's Vincent? Where's their Vincent? Why wasn't he already out there to make sure that... that uh, what's, what's the dude's name? Sammy Guevara. Yeah, that motherfucker. Make sure that he got the W. Why wasn't he there? Uh, because they forgot the phone number to get a hold of Mike Jones. Not even him. It's like they don't have their Vincent. Where is But your- Travis, he was literally there. He was literally on the last episode during the celebration. They literally had him. Yes, but they don't have him in the inner circle, Matt. You don't know that. I do know that. You already said they have five members. We named them. Did you really consider Rick Rude a part of DX or Ted DiBiase a part of the NWO? In DX with Rick Rude, yes, when they first started, because he was a part of DX. Ted DiBiase and Eric Bischoff came along and kicked him out. Yes. 
I never considered managers an actual part of the faction. Well, see, there's your problem because they are very, they are a very integral part of a faction. Unless, of course, it is like uh, Jimmy Hart or a Kevin Sullivan or a uh, Pauly Dangerously, who the manager creates the faction and the faction is of his own volition. But if it's a faction that just happens to have a manager as a part of it, who isn't an active competitor, I rarely ever actually consider them part of the faction. See, there's your problem. Like J.J. Dillon is a very important part of the Four Horsemen. Okay. I'll agree with that. He's actually coming up in the poll that we have going on to determine the best manager of all time. Spoiler, uh, which isn't really a spoiler because by the time you guys hear this, the vote will already be over. But J.J. Dillon is taking on Miss Elizabeth uh, when I post it tomorrow. So. Bobby. Travis normally doesn't get this out until Sunday, so I don't know that you'll hear it by then. But well, just in it's case, usually late, like late Saturday night. So Matt says it's Sunday, but it's like late Saturday night. Yeah. Raw, SmackDown, or NXT? Ah, uh, let's go and smack it down. Uh, we start off. Uh, do, do we need to talk about the Corbin Ziggler? I mean, dude, I'm happy not talking about Baron Corbin ever again. The New Day came out and said some shit, and Corbin, you know, really pissed Travis off and made a joke about how quickly Brock Lesnar the made the title disrespect disappear. Respect from that fucking Kobe- fake king with fucking hobo tattooed on his neck. Lobo. Um, now that says hobo. Fuck that. Okay. He's a fucking. Kofi did come back, make some good points, and then Corbin threatened Kofi. We get Kofi versus Corbin in our main event. Throughout the night, Corbin and Dolph Ziggler are walking around finding all their security guards just beat up and seem very oblivious to the fact of what's going on and never mentioned that, hey, you know, this might be Roman Reigns. And, you know, this reminded me, it wasn't nearly as good, but reminded me of my favorite episode of Monday Night Raw that ever happened. Oh, yeah? You like this. It was a night where Vince McMahon, in his infinite wisdom, made the horrible mistake of pissing off the Undertaker and Kane. And just throughout the night, a match would happen, and the Undertaker and Kane would just come out and fuck up everybody in the ring and then leave because Vince pissed them off. And they did it all night, and it was so great. You should uh, figure out exactly what episode that was, and we should find some time to do a watch along for that episode because I would really enjoy rewatching that. Maybe I will. Maybe I will. I got some time um, for the next month because, you know, there's no Arrowverse happening for a month. So, yeah. Uh, Kofi versus Corbin ends up turning into a tag team match because Dolph Ziggler and Big E get involved and blah, 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 blah. And then that tag team match ends in DQ. And Kofi gets chained to a ring post, and then Roman comes down eventually to make the save, and a bunch of shit happens. About how long it took for Roman to get Kofi free because he had ample opportunity to get him off that post. I don't really think Roman gave a shit about Kofi. I don't exactly. think that's why he came down. Exactly. Case and point. Fuck you, Roman. As a matter of fact, I'm pretty sure he was using Kofi as bait. He was waiting. For them to tie Kofi up and get the dog food out so they were distracted before he came probably, down. Probably because fucking Roman Reigns. Here's my thing. Biggie, I need you to do better. You got to be more durable. Like, 
Why are you taking out so fucking easy? Like, you're supposed to be the heavy, the tank. You're supposed to take all that abuse. Why the fuck bruh, are you going down so easy? One, bruh. Eventually. He got taken out, and Kofi got chained up before the Revival showed up. Yeah, he did. But he got yeah. back up eventually. <laughs> he did get up eventually. He saved Roman from going, getting put through the yeah. table by Dolph. He... He respawned at another location, came back in the fight, and then got taken out again. Um, we had two women's matches tonight. Uh, Bliss and Nikki Cross defeat Son- uh, Sonya and Mandy, Fire and Desire. It was a short match. I'm a little disappointed because both the Bailey versus Dana Brooke match, which we're going to talk about in much more detail because we got some stuff to say about that, and this match were really short, yet we had really long fucking Ali G versus The Revival and heavy machinery versus Shinsuke and Cesaro matches. Man, fuck that. That opening promo took like eight years. And if you were going to go into a tag team match, we could have probably cut 10 minutes off the half an hour we spent on Kofi Corbin turning into the tag team match yeah, we and given that 10 minutes away. Match, bro. Like, the way it started off, I thought we were starting with a tag match. Yeah. So we could have cut 10 minutes off there too. Women need more time. Don't go backwards. Go forwards. These women aren't bad. Like, they deserve it. Like, Bailey needs more time to get, like, you know, give her a chance to get herself over as this heel champ. Like, so they're not giving her an ba- opportunity to actually get this heel champ character over. Bailey's backstage, and she's doing an interview. And her booty. And uh, Elias strums his guitar. He's hanging out with Batista's girlfriend again, which, not a good place to be, Elias. Like, I like you. At least I liked I you. I used yeah, to. I can't. I I'm not walking with Elias anymore. You, he fucked up. Yeah, yeah. So I he's drums no guitar. Way. He is nothing to me. He's macking on fucking Batista's girlfriend like he has been every week. And then uh, he calls Bailey over and says he wrote her a song because he got her as a secret Santa. And first off, like, I know we've talked about, you know, how Bailey has a fantastic body. Um, and said some things about her face, and we probably shouldn't have because what did we say? I don't remember saying anything about her face. We've called Bailey a butterface at least did we at least twice on the show. I yeah. don't remember doing that, dude. I don't think I did. Yeah. Well, you were drunk like you are most times, so you're probably not going to remember this conversation next week. So I that don't, don't matter. I think I did. Like I need proof of me calling Bailey a butterface. I don't think I have. Um, so Elias basically does the same thing, says that her face haunts him, and then says that she asked uh, or Santa, she asked Santa for a threesome with Elias and Sasha, and Elias had to turn it down. And at that point, I no longer walked with Elias. That was not a journey I could follow him down anymore. I no longer agree with any decisions that he makes because he clearly does not have his head on his shoulders properly. He's not making not at all. the right decisions. Not at all. You offer me a sort of threesome with Sasha and Bailey. I ask you, how much? <laughs> like, how do, do you? What do you want? Do you want my car? Do you, do I need to be homeless for a week? Like, what what do I have to do to get this? Whose dick do I have to suck to get this threesome? And let's be clear, Travis isn't saying that because he thinks that women can be bought. He's saying that because he 
knows that the only way he could ever get those two women together alone in a room with him in a sexual way is if it cost him something very, very expensive. I know my lane. Okay. It's fine. (laughs) We had uh, the... working on that now. I'm telling you. It's a plan. You'll see. We'll be married in three years. You're going to be married in three years? To Sasha? Yep. Okay. Uh, you got to get her div- divorced first. So fine. That's why it's going to take three years. And are you also going to learn how to sew gear? Because once again, three years. Okay. That's not. Uh, we had. I don't have to learn how to sew gears because she's going to keep him on, and he's still going to make her gear. So uh, Otis. Part of my plan, bro. Otis got Sammy as Secret Santa, and Otis. Which, by the way, if Otis was my secret Santa, I'd be super happy. You show up with a delicious-ass holiday ham as a present. Like, I'm all for that. But apparently Sammy's a vegan, and he wasn't happy, and he said some mean things. And then Shinsuke and Cesaro showed up. And then Cesaro, who's just a fucking asshole, because, like, there was no reason to throw that ham on the floor. Like, really? Cesaro's not a vegan. Why didn't you eat the ham? Why'd you throw that shit on the floor? So waste of a very good ham. That pig died for nothing now. So we get Cesaro and Shinsuke versus Heavy Machinery and Cesaro and Shinsuke won. Also, we got a promo saying that Sheamus is back, even though he didn't actually show up on the show. My thing is, if Sheamus and Cesaro were on the same show, they have to, at some point, acknowledge the fact that the bar existed, right? Like, yeah. We can't just pretend like that didn't happen and keep them away from each other. Like, there's got to be some kind of. <sighs> yeah. I feel like that's just going to lead to a Sheamus versus Cesaro match, though. <laughs> Which we have seen before. And do we really want that? Like, it's just like. And they were good matches. They were good matches. Yeah, but we've seen it several times already actually i i think what they should do is they should come back and they should acknowledge the fact that they were the bar and then they should have a best of a seven match which leads to them joining up as a tag team and becoming tag team champions and then we can call them something cool like the bar oh wait that already happened sorry yeah. i went back in time i just did a i just did a uh arrow flashback there my bad sorry yeah sorry you did some aew shit but um <laughs> What? Listen, I told you, if you want to go negative, we can do that shit. I will do it all day. Going to try to make the inner circle in AEW act like you're the NWO and not do NWO shit. What the fuck is wrong with y'all? Last but not least on SmackDown, and in my opinion, it was the best part of SmackDown, along with the Dana Brooke Elias stuff. The Miz is sitting down for an interview. Oh, yeah, uh, Ali, Ali G. I'm going to call them Ali G. Remember Ali G? Yes, I remember Ali G. Yeah, <laughs> I tweeted out. I said, I found the perfect manager for Mustafa Ali and Shorty G, and it was a picture of Ali G. Could you imagine Ali G managing Ali and Shorty G? That might be my favorite thing that's ever happened in wrestling ever. Yeah. Uh, so Ali G loses to the Revival. Um, of course they do. The Miz has an interview. He's a fucking stupid name. <laughs> the Miz is conducting an interview in his home. No, I'm going to be with, negative uh, for the rest of this podcast. Now, go ahead. Well, you, you can't be negative about this. What? Miz is a horrible father. 
Miz is a horrible father. We're going to talk about that in a second. So he's horrible conducting husband. this interview. Oh, he's horrible all well, up. He's not conducted the interview. Renee's conducting the interview. He's taking part in the he's interview. He's horrible for setting him up like this. And Renee also brought up, you know, the whole issue between Daniel Bryan and the Miz and like, why are you defending him and this and that, blah, blah, blah. And they cover yeah, all that. Daniel Bryan's awful too because he let his hair get all cut up and shit. See, I can be negative the whole time if you want me to. And then Maurice shouts for Miz and he runs over and she's holding why the tablet. Why did he do that instead of going straight up to the room? Why did she call him up to the room? Why did they stay downstairs? Well, that's what I'm trying to figure out. So when they look at the tablet, they because see Miz is an awful father. Monroe in the bed with Ramblin' Three, Rabbit. And at that point, mother. at that point, I would have dropped that tablet and ran. I would not have stood there and watched like more horrific shit happening to my child down the hallway. Here's also, the, here's the thing, though. We talked about this, though. This is dedication right here. Dedication. If you're in the Smackin' and Raw Facebook group, you know. Miz is so dedicated to this angle that he is willing to traumatize his own child with this creepy fucking doll <laughs> that would even give a grown man nightmares. All right. I'm sorry, I interrupted you like four times. Go ahead. No, you're good. Um, my other thing was when they got to Monroe's room, there was a red light coming out of it, but when they went in Monroe's, yeah, Monroe's room, there was, was no red light. There was no, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Monroe really then had a doll. Like what's happening is this is all just you know an invitation. Bray Wyatt is trying to give the Miz red light special, or maybe Bray Wyatt is trying to let Miz know that Maurice is running a red light special when he's not home. This is all possible. This is all possible. Hey kids, do you um, the DLC song "Red Light Special"? Listen to it. Hey kids. So anyway, uh yeah. after the Miz I mean kids. All you grown adults listening to this, play red light special for your kids. After this episode of Miz and Mrs. Yeah. ends, uh we get a Firefly Funhouse where Bray Wyatt is in the funhouse with the doll, teaching us life lessons about how to overcome pain and horrible things like love and stuff like that and she's going to teach the Miz. show me where the man touched you this was seriously the most probably the most entertaining thing of the week as far as like storytelling and segments go it was great it was the best smackdown did yep you want to go to raw sure after i spit out smackdown yeah yeah you're gonna spit smackdown too yep okay I wasn't very so at, impressed, at, Matt. At this point, um, we would start yesterday morning, though, so that's also possible. Yeah, I, I can tell you keep interrupting me. At this point, normally we would talk about how Ross started with the divorce proceedings, but we're not going to do that. Can we act like that didn't happen? Well, we can. Uh, we'll mention that there were divorce proceedings, and the result of the divorce proceedings, which Ro Rusev was very happy at, is a match between Bobby Lashley and Rusev at TLC. What we're going to do instead of talking about the divorce proceedings, Travis, is we're going to go back to last week because last week something happened, and I listened back to the episode like I do every week, and I realized, he, as you said, here on the Smack and Raw podcast, we try to take things and make light and be entertaining and kind of joke and make fun about stuff, but we kind of didn't do justice to something, in my opinion. So last week, 
and I, I was giving Travis shit about being a grown man and a black man in America and knowing better than to shoulder thrust into a cop, no matter how many witnesses are around, because Travis and I growing up where we grew up and having the understanding that we have know that there is a injustice in America and there is a broken system and that African-American males are viewed a certain way and treated a certain way by authority and by police uh, solely based on their skin color, which the amount of violence inside you or hate or threat that's inside you has nothing to do with the amount of melanin in your skin, but that's the way they tend to look at things and judge people. What I want to talk about is the issue with what they did with Bobby Lashley, because you've seen arrest stories before in WWE. You see Stone Cold get arrested. We saw Becky and Ronda and Charlotte get arrested. Hell, we saw Rusev get arrested. The difference is in those scenarios when they're getting arrested, they're the good guys getting arrested and there's a heel. Mm -hmm. The issue with what they did with Bobby Lashley is you have a heel, a bad guy. The cops who are supposed to be serving Bobby Lashley. Is he a bad guy? Travis. Is he a bad guy for just, you know, what makes him a bad guy? Because he got his dick wet. Like, I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> Knowingly fucking another man's wife while they're still married makes you a bad guy. Hey, Travis. man. Like, she was filing for divorce, though. She's divorced now. No, she didn't file for divorce till well after they got it on. In Rusev's bed... And rubbed it in Rusev's face. And for the purpose of the story, it was on video. They are, yeah, they are portraying Bobby Lashley as the heel and the bad guy. And the I issue know. with this is by portraying him as a bad guy, by having him hire police and then have Rusev violate the law and go about breaking the law and having the police then turn around and say, we do things different here, and then arresting Bobby Lashley. For his actions, you were saying that what the police did, because Bobby Lashley's the bad guy, is okay. And we should not be putting that message out there. They didn't read him his rights either. They did not read him his rights. So that's just, I wanted to touch on that is you cannot take an African-American male, put him on TV, make him the bad guy, and then have the police not properly do their job and arrest Bobby Lashley when the story is that the fans are supposed to be booing Bobby Lashley. And then you're indicating that what the cops did and the way they're treating him, which is a problem in America is okay when it's not. Yeah. Yeah. This is what I was trying to say, but probably in my drunken stupor, I didn't express that properly. So yeah, no, I, you were, but I was trying to keep it light. And I was trying to make fun of stuff, and you were drunk, and you were just kind of yelling shit. You're just like, that's fucked up. No, no, that was fucked up. And I'm like, okay, I don't think I'm going to get coherently out of him why it's fucked up. And then when I listened back to it, I was like, we should probably highlight that and touch on that. Um, I appreciate that, sir. Moving on. Kevin Owens is looking for the AOP, and uh, as he's looking for the AOP, he runs across Rey Mysterio, who has a friend um, for Kevin Owens. He's not Kevin Owens' friend, but he has a friend, and it's a steel pipe. Um, also, Ke Kevin Owens bitch slaps Mo Mojo Rally in the back because Mojo was fucking with him. Bruh, he thought the fuck out of him. <laughs> well, that's what he gets, so. Like, My thing is, like, yo, yo, Mojo, why are you such a bitch? Like, <laughs> he's like, have you seen the AOP? And he's like, yeah, they went that way. 
or maybe they went that way, or maybe they went that way. Uh, yeah, I would have bitch slapped him too. Like, yeah, but here's but the thing: at that point, Mojo, you need to be ready to fight. Like, you act like that. You need to be ready to fight this dude. You just now hold him. on. So Sammy Zayn then shows up. KO comes out to call out, or Seth comes out, does a promo. Um, he comes out at the end of the tag match. Uh, did you see Viking Raiders versus Street Profits for the titles? I did. Okay. Viking Raiders defeated the Street Profits. Um, they said for weeks uh, they were looking for worthy opponents. They issue the open challenge. Street Profits takes it. And then after the match, there's a sign of respect, and that's when Seth comes down and he's like, you guys can stay. And they're like, yeah, no, fuck you, and they leave. Because uh, fuck Seth Rollins. <laughs> Seth calls out the AOP. By the way. I'm glad this year Survivor Series actually meant something. Like, they're actually using what happened at Survivor Series as something, like, beyond Survivor Series. Okay. So Seth comes down to call out the AOP, and then Kevin Owens comes down, and Kevin Owens is like, listen, you keep saying you're not with them, but you're with them, so let like just call them out, let's do this. And meanwhile, the AOP pull up. Seth says, oh, I'm going to prove it to you. I'm just... I'm going to leave, so whatever happens, I'm not a part of it. And he leaves, and then KO calls down the AOP, and they don't show up. But Sami Zayn shows up. Sami's not supposed to be here because Sami's on SmackDown. He's a but SmackDown apparently, superstar. But apparently he got himself a managerial license, so he can do whatever the fuck he wants now. And tonight he decided he was going to manage Mojo Rawley. Now, Mojo comes down to get a match. He doesn't really get a match, but I will say this. Props to Mojo Raleigh because that is the best stunner I've seen from Kevin Owens, or that's the best I've seen someone take a stunner from Kevin Owens since Kevin Owens has started doing the stunner. This is true. This is true. He's not quite The Rock or Scott Hall, but he's 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 okay. He takes a good stunner. I give him I give him props. Uh, the AOP do come down and attack. Uh, oh no, I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> The AOP pop up and cut a promo. I still need Rosetta Stone, and no one has DM me, so I don't know what they said. Um, si, senor. Even though it wasn't Spanish, I know that. Don't at me. goes and finds the van. He starts beating on the van. He opens the van. There's someone sitting in there. And Travis, let me tell you something. I wanted so bad for the person in the van to be Sami Zayn. <laughs> Why Sami Zayn? Because everyone thought it was going to be Seth Rollins. Yeah. Could you imagine Sami Zayn shows up on SmackDown, acts like he's managing Mojo Raleigh. They have this very on-again, off-what? I mean, on Raw. Yeah, he shows up on Raw. He's, a man, he's over on SmackDown. He shows up on Raw, pretends like he's managing Mojo. They have this very on-again, off-again relationship. And the whole time, KO is so focused that it's Seth Rollins. It's Seth Rollins. And then when he finds out who it is, it's his ex-best friend, motherfucking Sami Zayn, here to teach him the lesson that he came out and cut a promo about teaching him earlier on in the night? That would make a lot of sense. Swerve, bro. However, I'm okay with them giving us heel Seth because that's what I want. Yeah, it's just they did it quick. It was the obvious thing. Seth is back there. The AOP jumped Kevin Owens. Seth turns around in the chair, reveals himself, hops out, curb stomps KO. I haven't seen um, and then, chairs and vans before, though. No, I haven't. Got a custom van? That's a custom van. And yeah, then KO fucked moment. it up. So like They got that custom van for that very moment. Like He's like, Seth, like, yo, I need to get this van because I'm going to do this thing. So 
Get you know what they should do? This chair in it. Remember, I don't think they can do it with the new stage now, but remember when the, like people used to drive, like JBL used to drive his car into the side of the arena? Mm-hmm. They should have the van back up and have Kevin Owens in the van, and that should be his entrance as the doors open, and he spins around in the chair every time he comes down. And then the AOP hop out and escort him to the ring. I'm with it. Um, Seth then comes out and basically cuts the it's the fans' fault promo. It's the fans' fault. They turned on him. It's the fans' fault for not believing him. It's the fans' fault. And basically, he said, I wasn't with the AOP until tonight. I try, I kept trying to tell you all I wasn't with the AOP, but you didn't believe me. So, listen, if you're going to label me that way, then, okay, I guess I'm going to do it. If you're not going to listen to me when I say I'm not part of them, then I'm with them. I stand with the AOP now. That's what you wanted. You got it. Yeah, treat me like a villain. I'm going to be a villain. Super flashy. Right um, but, you know. Did you see the Drew McIntyre, Matt Hardy? Negative. Matt Hardy is not good enough for Hulu. Did you see Aleister Black versus Akira Tozawa? Negative. Did you see Humberto Carrillo versus Andrade Cien Almas? Did I see Andrade? Did you see I Zelina? I don't think I saw Andrade either. Did you see Buddy Murphy versus Zack Ryder? Shit, No. Okay, uh, maybe as we start talking about some of the stuff, it'll it'll pop back into your memory. Maybe this is a lot. Uh, well, you ahead. saw this is pre-alcohol. You saw the stuff with Becky, Charlotte, and the Kabuki Warriors, right? Yes. So Charlotte humbled after losing her handicap match that she dominated last week. Asked Becky for help, and Becky's like, "I'm not you. Just because you couldn't do it doesn't mean I can't. I'll take them on two on one." Becky loses, or no, actually, technically Becky wins by DQ. Yeah, um, she got the W. They hit her with the chair, beat her up, and then we get an insane elbow through the table from the top rope from Kyrie. Um, Charlotte then offers Becky some ice. Becky doesn't want it. Charlotte gets jumped in the back by the Kabuki Warriors, and now they're both beat up and pissed off and humbled to all hell, and now they've decided, after being challenged by the Kabuki Warriors, to a match that not only do they accept, but it's going to be a TLC match. Sharky versus the Bukaki Warriors. TLC, women's titles. Yeah. <sighs> we talked, well, we've talked about my problem with the gimmick pay-per-views anyway, but the TLC, no end. the TLC pay-per-view in particular, and the TLC match. Because they take this too far. Like, at Hell in a Cell, you have a Hell in a Cell match. Sometimes you have two Hell in a Cell matches. At TLC, you have a TLC match. Then you have a ladder match. Then you have a tables match. They've had a chairs match. And then for some reason, they had a TLC and stairs. And there was a stairs match at one. Like, why? And my whole thing is, if you really think about it, which (laughs) it's fucking stupid, but it made sense for the people that were involved in the first one, a tables, ladders, and chairs match. It's just a ladder match. <laughs> like, it's just because there's no DQ. So you can use tables, ladders, and chairs if you want. Yeah, it's you just You go a up match. the ladder and you grab the fucking belt or the briefcase or whatever the fuck. However, the tables, ladders, and chairs match made sense for the fucking Hardys, Edge and Christian, and the Dudleys. It doesn't make sense for anybody else. <laughs> I agree. 
like, I don't know. It's just, I'm done talking about these gimmick pay-per-views for now. It's just, they're dumb to me. Just, I don't know. Call this shit, do actual Starcade. How about that? Do Starcade in December. Like, for real. You own it. Do it right. Instead of uh, did you see... Did you see the Monday after the weekend update segment with the Street Profits? I did. What did you think of that? Very entertaining. Really? Yes, I was thoroughly entertained. It was, so here's um, my thing. One, another one of those segments that went on a little bit too long, but it was good. Cut a little bit more, and it can be something good. I was going to say, I thought it had potential, but... <sighs> A lot of the stuff didn't really resonate with me. Such as? There were some jokes, like when they were talking about him uh, being not being big where it counts. Like some of that stuff got me. There was a lot of stuff that Montez Ford did in the beginning of that where he was trying to be funny that I felt like either someone else wrote his shit or he was trying too hard, and it just it didn't work for me. And I think that's one of those things, the product of it going on for too long. Because if they, like, you know, cut it a little bit shorter, it's one of those things that would have been cut. All right. Um, did you see Rowan at all in his cage? Um, yes. Okay, so that was actually pretty entertaining. Uh, clearly, it is no longer uh, Luke Harper's penis in the cage. It's no longer a cock cage because Luke Harper and his penis no longer work for WWE. Well, Luke Harper doesn't work there anymore. How do you know that Rowan didn't just keep his penis? Rowan, uh, I don't know, but I think we're going to go with Baby Yoda. Baby Yoda's in the cage now. That's a big popular thing with Disney+. Plus. It's Baby Yoda in the cage. Baby Yoda in the cage? Yeah. Okay. Is he going to feed him at the midnight and he uh, turns into a gremlin? I don't know. We'll find out. He should do that. Um, This this squash match, or what's supposed to be a squash, squash match, the guy is scared, so he grabs the cage and runs to the top of the rampway and not realizing that this is just going to piss Rowan off. But it's actually genius because his idea is if Rowan goes up the rampway and checks on the thing, he can loop back around to the ring and maybe get a count-out victory. And if the ref was doing his job properly, it would have worked. Instead... Started the count entirely too late. Yeah. Instead, the guy gets back in the ring, almost gets the count-out victory, and then Rowan makes it back in the ring, and Rowan beats a living piss out of this genius jobber. Yeah, all because the ref didn't do his job properly. He'd have got the W if the ref did his job right, because the count is supposed to start when he gets out of the ring. I agree. Like as soon as Rowan gets out of the ring, the count starts over again, of course. But in that amount of time, the guy gets back in the ring, 10 would have happened and he would have won and been able to get the fuck out of Dodge and he would have won. Um, our main event, we have AJ Styles versus Rey Mysterio for the U.S. title. Rey Mysterio wins thanks to Randy Orton. AJ is not happy about Randy doing Randy shit. I don't know, man. This is one of those stories that I'm just like, I sh- it's nothing, but I enjoy watching Randy Orton. Like, it's just, I don't know what it is, but every time I'm just like, I'm kind of cool just watching Randy Orton do whatever the fuck he wants. I'm with you on that. I don't know why um, at all. 
see. That was the main event before that was Rowan. Right, that was and then, Yeah, that was all Raw. Um, not good enough for Hulu, Monday Night Raw. Uh, Drew McIntyre comes out, talks shit about Matt Hardy, and Matt Hardy is a father, and then gives Matt Hardy a chance to leave. Um, but Matt says, fuck that, and then Drew defeats Matt Hardy. Yeah, none of that. Alistair Black defeats Akira Tozawa, and Buddy Murphy defeats Zack Ryder, and it is announced that at TLC we are going to get the Alistair Black-Buddy Murphy match where everything that's happened in it has not been good enough for Hulu, and I'm very disappointed, but it's probably going to be the best match of the night. Yeah, saw none of that. And then Humberto Carrillo defeats Andrade Cien Almas, and there's a little uh, tension between Zelina and Andrade there at the end. They might be teasing a breakup between Andrade and Zelina. Yeah, I didn't see that on Raw, but I saw clips of that on Instagram. Monday Night Raw, Spit or Swallow. Once again, most of it I didn't give a shit. <laughs> spit AW, Spit SmackDown, Spit Raw. This has not been a good week for me, sir. And I'm... Uh... I don't know. I, I think I might swallow SmackDown just because there was some good shit in there that I and I really enjoyed the you know, the other shit. The only thing I really enjoyed from Monday Night Raw was the stuff with Seth, which was kind of a thread through the show. So that that's a plus. Also, I got to see the really good wrestling matches. Black and Tazawa, Murphy and Ryder, um Humberto and Andrade that you didn't get, so um but also uh the bad was really bad in that fucking divorce segment. So uh yeah, yeah, that put a hamper on the whole evening for me. And they all, they start out that way. Like, they start with the Baron Corbin New Day shit and Baron Corbin just being Baron Corbin and kind of puts you in, like, a shitty mood before the show starts. They start with the divorce proceeding, and it kind of just makes you unhappy for the rest of the show. And I think the idea is, well, if we start off real bad, everything from here is an upgrade, but it just kind of puts a dark tone over the show. Yeah. Um, we start off NXT with a cruiserweight title match, Leo Rush versus Angel Garza. Angel Garza defeats Leo Rush. That was a very entertaining match. And I'll also say, I've talked about this before. I'm glad to see somebody who actually like, you know, is a main roster type of guy lose by tap out because for some reason, Guys who are like higher up on the roster, or girls who are like ladies who are higher up on the roster, just won't lose via tap out anymore. And it's like, yo, this is their finisher. Fucking I think you tap. see it more in the women's division because you've got Charlotte with the figure eight, you've got Becky with the disarmor, you got Shayna with the uh Carefuda clutch. So I think in the women's division, you see it more than in the men's division. But I get what you're saying, they don't tap either, though. Like, like only ones that ever tap. Is when they get in the figure eight, if you're not, you know, the last couple of weeks with Charlotte because they've just been using figure eight to get pins on her. But outside of that, it's just like, yo, like, this is their finisher. Fucking tap, all right? Like, it's, it's, it is what it is. Let's talk about how Angel Garza fucked up real quick, though, Travis. How do you fuck up? He proposed to his... After he won the title. Oh, you, you lose. Okay, I lost you. You say he proposed in what? He proposed to his girlfriend after he won the title. Yes. We all know 
that you don't wait until you get successful to propose. You propose before you get successful. That way you know she's going to stick. Uh-oh. You there? Matt? Yeah. Okay, got you back. That way you know what? Yeah. You know she's going to stick around. You don't wait till you're successful to propose. You propose before that shit happens. Well, you got to make her earn that shit. Then, if you wait till after you're successful, though, then you just make a sign of prenup. How do you know she didn't just say yes because you just became cruiserweight champion? That's why you she might have been planning to dump your ass. I bet. What if she was like, oh, he's going to lose tonight, and after he loses, because it's some fucked up shit that people do, I'm going to break up with him. Like, get him at his lowest point, you know? Prenup. But then, That's what oh. For. He got that 205 live cruiserweight title money. I might stick around for this one and say yes. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. That's what the prenup is for. We don't know if he got one or not. We don't. But I'm saying if you, if you wait until after you're successful to propose, that's when you got to have a prenup. If you get proposed, if you propose before you become successful, you really don't need one. How do you feel about them uh, taking the title off Rush already? I don't have a problem with taking the title off of him. I have a problem with them not letting him talk. Okay. Because we've seen on Raw, he can get over with his words. And we've seen on NXT, his work can get him over too. So why not use both? I agree. I'll I'll give you that. So that's my only problem with the way they're handling Leo Rush is them not letting him talk. Them taking the title off of him, it's fine. It's the fucking cruiserweight title. Who gives a shit? But like, let his personality come out. Use that. We know it works. Did you see uh, Sheena Baszler's promo for her match against Rhea Ripley where she's working on the Mustang? I did. So she's got a 1969 Mustang, which, by the way, is my wife's dream car. Um, and she's got this promo listing all the people. Giggity. Uh, listing all the flavors of the week that she's beat. My favorite thing about this was she didn't list Kyrie Sane, who is the only person that's beat her. She left Kyrie off the list. She listed everyone else she beat, and she beat Kyrie to get that title back, but she ain't talking about Kyrie. Mm-hmm. Of course. Um, do you see Raul Mendoza versus Cameron Grimes? Negative. Okay. That hairy motherfucker? No, I did not. Uh, did you see Impact's Gunner, uh, Jackson nope. Riker nope. versus Travis Banks? Nope. There was somebody named Travis. I definitely remember that. There was no Travis involved. Anything okay. Uh, Dakota Kai versus Mia Yim. I did. This was fucking beautiful, Travis, because Dakota Kai defeats Mia Yim. Mia Yim. So Dakota Kai defeats Mia Yim, which is good because you want Dakota Kai to, as a heel, sneak by and get those wins and maintain that momentum until Tegan Knox comes back to fight. Dakota Kai because that's where the big issue is that was the best friends that was the big betrayal you know all of that like she wasn't friends with me and they weren't close or anything like that that was the big thing that happened so having her win this match with the assist from the turnbuckle in a dirty way fantastic but we also get satisfaction because Mia Yim doesn't care that she lost Mia Yim still got 
her revenge Mm-mm. and beat the living shit. No, 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 sir. You above all people should know this when it comes to Mia Yim in this situation. It's not revenge she's after. It's a reckoning. That was a tombstone reference for you people out there in case you didn't know. Mia Yim's coming for a reckoning, and she gets it. She beats Dakota Kai all over the arena, eventually suplexing her off the stage through a table. And I don't know if you saw this backdrop suplex at Saito Suplex. Dakota's head clipped that other table, and I was like, ooh. Yeah, she, I'm like, oh, she might be dead. Oh, she's not dead. Okay, cool. <laughs> ooh, that was rough. But, uh, no, it was, it was a good match. It was a great ending. Uh, like I said, Mia Yim got her got her shit in there at the end, but Kai still stays strong as we're waiting for Tegan Knox to come back. Yeah, like she didn't get she that pretty, way, but she still got her she still got her pound of flesh, and that was what she needed. Mm-hmm. Brizongo versus the Singh brothers. No. Bianca Belair versus Caden Cross. Negative. How long three, was I got three matches, bro? How long was fucking NXT? An hour. I thought it was an hour and a half. No, an hour. Oh, wow. You see uh, the triple threat match in the main event? That's that's, that's, that's the third match, bro. All right, so here's... The match didn't really deliver in the way I thought it was going to. I I set myself up for really high expectations for this match. I did. Um, in ring, Travis, the moves, the false finishes, the excitement wasn't on the level that I, I was expecting a takeover quality match. And I don't feel like I got a takeover quality match. I never expect like high quality. Well, that's just me because I just don't see them that way. But once it was a triple threat, I didn't expect like the, the highest of quality anyway. So I just don't like those matches. So I got what I expected. Uh-huh. I will say Keith Lee went for a couple spirit bombs and I tried to give him my energy and then they didn't happen. And then I was it like, oh, you're going for it again. It wasn't enough people giving him his energy. Everybody exactly. else out it's- there, you need to give Keith Lee your energy when he's going for the spirit bomb in order for it to work. Oh, I'm going to take it a step further. If you're not happy that Keith Lee didn't win, it's your fucking fault. It is. It is. If you didn't, you didn't give, give Keith your Lee energy. your energy to hit that spirit bomb, you didn't put your hands up and give that man your energy. And so he didn't. It's hit your that fault he didn't fucking win. Fucking spirit bomb. Exactly. It is your motherfucking fault. I will say this, though. If they don't take the title off Adam Cole, if they keep it on Adam Cole, I'm glad they didn't waste a win on Keith Lee. I don't want to see Keith Lee win a number one contenders match and then go into a losing effort against Adam Cole. So if the plan is to keep the title on Cole, then I'm glad it was Balor that won. And I'm going to enjoy Balor versus Cole. I'm going to enjoy Shayna versus Rhea next week. It's going to be a good episode. It's, it's going to be funny, though, when I think about it, like between the two of us, like we're watching this, we're like, yo, we'll be happy with all three of these possible matches, but we both had our preferences. You wanted Tommaso Ciampa. I wanted Keith Lee more than anything, and we got – fucking Finn Balor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, and here's the thing. I don't I don't know if it would have been the right time for Ciampa anyway cuz I feel that's why I feel like this is good. Like they're going to put Balor in that match. Balor doesn't win the title stays on Cole. 
we could still build to that big takeover match between Ciampa and Balor that, or Ciampa and Cole that I thought they were building towards. Mm-hmm. There's been a lot of shit that's happened. It was supposed to be a Balor-Gargano feud, and that went to shit when Johnny Gargano got hurt and wasn't medically cleared. So they threw him in there, and then Keith Lee, I guess, unexpectedly to them, because they didn't see in Keith Lee what you and me see in Keith Lee when we bask in his glory. Mm-hmm. So he blew the fuck up, and they're like, oh, well, shit, now we got this guy, too. Mm-hmm. So some shit happened, and we need to see how it, it all meters out. But, again, Finn Balor versus Adam Cole will be a damn good match next week, so I'm with it. Oh, definitely. Of your three matches that you saw, NXT, spit or swallow? I'm going to go ahead and swallow, even though I get, didn't get to see Bianca Belair. Uh, Raul Mendoza defeats Cameron Grimes when Kushida comes out. Uh, and then Kushida steals Cameron Grimes' hat after the match. Um, I feel like you're just throwing out random words and names. I don't even know who those people are. Cameron Grimes is the hairy dude. Okay. You know who I'm talking about. Cowboy vest, hat, yeah. pubes everywhere. Yeah, I remember that. Kushida is Asian Marty McFly. Ah, that guy. Okay, cool. And Raul Mendoza, I don't know if you know who that is. So I probably don't. Okay. Uh, and then um, loses to Travis Banks, who is an NXT UK talent who came over for Wait, who a night. To Travis Banks, I lost you again. Uh, Gunner. Oh, that guy. Jackson Riker, the the muscle of the Forgotten Sons. Yeah, yeah. I hear you. I, you broke out for a second. That's all I had. That's the only reason I had to repeat it. Brizongo came out doing a doctor's gimmick for their entrance and they defeated the Singh brothers. They played doctor in the ring. Nah, I really wasn't paying that close attention when they came out. So I, I couldn't tell you. That's not nearly as hot as it could have been there. Go ahead. And then, uh, Bianca Belair defeated Caden cross. And, uh, I also think you'd really like Caden cross. So bummed you didn't get to see that one. Um, she's more of a high flyer, really talented, very fast. A bit of a striker, um, really good, and they're using her more. They've got a lot of women on that NXT roster that don't even see the time of day, which is insane. So, all right, Travis, um, do you want to do predictions for TLC? Dude, like I didn't even know TLC was happening until a week ago. Yeah, and honestly, I don't care about TLC. Like. We're going to still do a, you know, a post show because we do post shows for pay-per-views, but it's just, I only, what, what matches do we even know about? Uh, Bray Wyatt versus Daniel Bryan, which apparently is a non-title match. Uh, the Kabuki Warriors versus Becky and Charlotte in a TLC match. Uh, the New Day versus The Revival in a ladder match. Uh, Roman Reigns versus Baron Corbin in a TLC match. Rusev versus Bobby Lashley in a t- tables match alistair black versus buddy murphy in a singles match and the viking raiders hosting an open challenge for the raw tag team titles oh so nothing matters okay yeah so never mind okay uh what was your favorite show of the week i'm gonna take a wild guess and say it was nxt and i'll agree with you on that yeah i mean like it's the only one that wasn't complete trash i don't know i didn't think AEW was complete trash trash I I did start trying to watch some impact. Why? People have been, there's been a lot of buzz about it. I've been seeing a lot of talk about it on Twitter. On TNA a long time ago, sir. Why are you even? They're going to have the first ever women's world heavyweight champion, Travis. 
going to have the first what? World Heavyweight Championship. Their number one contender against their World Heavyweight Champion right now is motherfucking Tessa Blanchard. Against who? Sammy Callahan. But she's going to lose. We'll find out. We'll see. They don't. Look, look, as much as Impact loves Tessa, and I love Tessa too, she's not going to win that match. She beat Brian Cage. You see how big Brian Cage is? That's a big motherfucker. She beat him. Irrelevant. She's not going to win the title. We'll see. I mean, I don't know why they wouldn't put the title on her. You know, they beat WWE, AEW, everyone else to be a televised TV show who puts their main title on a woman, the first show to do it, they're going to get a lot of attention for that. And no, to not. me, I don't know why they wouldn't. <laughs> they're not, though. Like, you're like, oh, that's cool. And still, nobody's going to watch Impact. <laughs> I, finding all this out made me go watch Impact. Or at yeah, least I yeah. started it. But I haven't gotten all the way through find Impact. What channel does it come on now? Access. Who the fuck has Access? Uh, I'm guessing a lot of people because it's the same thing that you can watch uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling on and uh, Wow Women of Wrestling. Yeah, okay. same channel. It's actually the premier wrestling channel in that if you look at it that way on TV right now because it's got New Japan Wow and T- uh, Impact, so it's got three different promotions on one channel. That's that extended basic. Yeah. Um. Super Flash Hero of Tomorrow, guys. You guys can check out that podcasting where you guys find us. Uh, I don't. I haven't checked to see if Creation World's up and working on my computer or phone yet. But Linktree slash Creation World, you guys will find all of our stuff. That is L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E slash Creation World. It'll hook you up to everywhere you can find uh, YouTube, Patreon, merch, Pornhub, uh, Twitter, so on and so forth. And then, of course, on all podcast platforms, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, Podchaser, all over the place, you guys, wherever you find this, you guys can find that. It is the 100th episode. They are covering the first portion of Crisis because the people at CW are assholes. And just what the fuck happens at the end of the crisis? Pause. You um, people at CW are assholes and what? Because they're making me wait two to three weeks to figure out what the fuck happens at the end of the crisis. Well, you know, we we said this on the podcast. Like this first part, this was Infinity War, right? It ended with the all is lost moment, and then you come back on January fourteenth, and then we get Endgame. It's cool. You'll be all right. So, if you haven't been watching and you want to watch, you guys can get all caught up and listen to Super Flash Era of Tomorrow podcast on all the places I mentioned earlier. And this episode that they did on the crisis, which is their 100th episode. So please go check that out. Show I some love. am a motherfucking accidental genius. Okay. Uh, also, guys, again, pornhub.com slash users slash creation world. Find us there. YouTube uh, creation world. You can find us there. Bruh, if I can get us to become the number one podcasters on, on Pornhub. I'll be so pleased with myself. I honestly don't even have the energy to give you a really good Pornhub plug right now, unfortunately. That's fine. I'll just pull my dick out later. Okay. Uh, Stay tuned for that on Pornhub. 
You'll only be able to find it there. He's going to cut it off before he does it on uh, YouTube. Otherwise, we'll get more trouble like we did for that copyright bullshit because they're fucking assholes. Um, yeah, they don't like when you pull out your dick on YouTube either. Yeah, I know. Apparently, women don't like it when you send it to them in DMs. Not without them asking. Or that is correct. If they ask for it, it's okay. Without them wanting it. You got to be very clear that they want that dick pic. I haven't been able to say this for a long time, and I'm really glad we got to do this. Gentlemen, consensual penis. Bruh, you know, and it's not just here, but also in other states, but in the state of Texas, now illegal to send unsolicited dick pics. Good. It should be. Yeah, it should be everywhere. I'm just saying, like, in Texas, it's actually illegal. Like, you can, like, get prosecuted and, like, get, like, heavy fines for that shit. I'm going to need to move to Texas so that way I can have you prosecuted for all the unsolicited dick pics I keep receiving from you Oh, so you when you're drunk. You know it, all right? Nope. I'm, I'm staying right here right now. I do not want Travis to send me dick pics. I don't care what he thinks he's the king of. I don't want to see it. That's not what his DMs say, people. Um, I never put it on, guys. We talked about the $1 holler. Uh, we talked about the $5. For $20, you guys get backstage or behind the scenes. I don't know why I keep saying backstage. WWE's got me all fucked up. Behind the scenes, uh, Mars cutting that stuff together. You guys get to see all the shit that we talk about before and after we go off recording. I'm sure there's some gold in there. On top of the three extra podcasts, Return to Wrestling and Source Material a month early. And it's in a scripted show. And space stuff, which apparently has no butt stuff in it. There's at least not this season. Space stuff. Not 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 the first season. Get all three of those early. As we said earlier, Return to Wrestling will be out in a couple weeks for free. But we do appreciate you throwing us $5 and getting that next episode a month early. Man, I got the hiccups. Uh, for $50, you guys can submit a topic we will discuss. And you also get the $20 tier and the $5 tier, and the $1 tier on top of that. And for $100, and by the way, the 50 and 100 tiers are both limited, we will bring you on a podcast of your choice. You will sit down and do a show with us. You can have it be the show that you pick the topic for, and we will discuss your topic live on any one of the shows um, because you gave us 100 bucks, and we appreciate it. And you still get behind the scenes. You still get those three podcasts a month early, and you still get your $1 holler shout-out. So please go to Patreon and support us. Travis, you got anything else? Not at this time. Roger that. Well, for Sir Cussalot, Travis Pointer, I am the Warden Matt Ritter. We are smacking it raw, and we are that damn good. Peace.